not you, it's me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we don't really have much to talk about today. We just kind of wanted a podcast. Um, we haven't done so in a bit. We're doing it for we the love of back. the game. Yeah, for the lulls, guys. Um, oh, that's something that I want to talk to you later about. Uh, lulls? But uh, yeah, remind me. Okay. Um, <laughs> If you can remember, uh, we may not circle back to that, guys. But anyways, um, we want to get back into a regular rhythm of recording, especially with 2021 right around the corner. Um, there's not a whole lot in the news. I mean, I've been finding stuff in the news, but Ethan, you said that you were finding uh, pretty much nothing, right? Of well, interest for you personally. Anyways, yeah, right? there, there are some very... I, I'm into niche topics, I guess. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of for the past, I guess, since last episode we recorded, it's all just been drama about Trump saying that he's won the election and basically most of the rest of the world saying that's kind of delusional. Um, yeah, we did. I feel have... like it's 50 50 or maybe like 70 40. Well, Sorry. 80, 90, 100. Yeah, 40, 70 40. <laughs> I would put it at 80 20 i think there's about 20 percent of people who are not accepting the election results but i have no way of knowing that that's just kind of yeah i mean my sense on it you have to look up numbers it does seem like the public is quite divided on the subject from my like perspective i will say this does kind of in to me anyway open up a a can of worms i i have been of the opinion for a while now that having a two-party system just does not work um, mm-hmm. if for nothing else that we never get a candidate that truly represents us. But I, I think that this election and post-election, we're seeing quite a bit of uh, potential and maybe shaking things up in that there seems to be a real civil war going on inside the Republican Party right now, Yeah. Um, as well as a, a real divide inside the Democrat Party. There's Oh, so there's 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 now like the the party of Donald Trump, and mm-hmm. the party of Donald Trump hates the Republican Party right now for not being loyal to him, in in Trump's to attempts to say that you know this this election was fraudulent and not the true results, um, and then in the Democrat Party, there there's such a wide range of what liberal means now like there's definitely like extremely liberal and i don't know what percentage yeah. of liberals are extremely liberal but then there's like the joe biden's the, mo- the moderate democrats and yeah. they don't really seem to be in line with each other and so i i mean i know it's it's been true for a long time but i would say more than ever now we need more than two political parties to be yeah in the game we we need more <laughs> more variety more more range in, yeah. in political stances but that's just me my theory is that currently we have collided with an alternate reality we have two parallel u- uh, realities yes. you that have collided briefly mentioned that to me before expound a little bit more on yeah. that for me because i'll be honest it didn't make a whole lot of sense before <laughs> Well, it probably still won't because it's going to be the same explanation. So basically, there are parallel universes. One universe Mm -hmm. that could have gone one way, maybe further right, 
and then there's another universe that goes maybe further left and then we've collided it, it just seems like there's just this like dichotomy between our society where one believes in an alternate reality where Trump is one and the other has believed that uh, Biden has won. And clearly it seems that Biden has won for the majority of people. Um, but there's still this like very much overwhelming presence of no, the elections were rigged and Trump is won and they're just covering it up. Um, so I don't know, to me, it's just like, we're getting this crazy mishmash of, if that's a term, I don't know. Um, I guess mash, <laughs> we're getting this mash of like two realities, one from maybe people that lean more right or Trump and they're like, he's definitely one. It's just been rigged this the whole time. And no matter, you know, the points that are brought up or facts, even the Republic party, uh, Republican Party and the Supreme Court as well. We've talked about this earlier. The Supreme Court threw out the cases for, um, uh, what was it? Texas tried to Texas sued sue. four other states, claiming that they were fraudulent in the way they handled counting their their ballots. And, yeah, uh, but they're only going off of, um, they're literally only going off of hearsay, from what I've heard. Right. Right. Judges had thrown well, this wasn't this particular lawsuit, but previously, uh, lawsuits had been thrown out about this. Uh, with one judge being quoted as saying that this case was hearsay within hearsay, <laughs> mm -hmm. which means um, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, as we're talking, actually, I just got a news flash, um, and it says Biden, Biden wins electoral co college to cement victory and rebuff Trump. So it looks like the electoral well, college. Yeah, that confirmed. headline has oddly enough, and this is kind of fishy to me. I have no idea why, but that very headline pops up every single day. Does it? Okay. I've Joe not Biden seen it confirmed. At all. Oh, again? <laughs> yep. Well, it looks like 55 votes from California electors put Biden over the 270 needed to win in the electoral college. Yeah. Um, oh, that's my dog. <laughs> it's okay good girl Thank but you. it is kind of funny you and i were pointing out earlier that it is trump's uh supreme court nominees or his uh appointees i should say that mm -hmm. uh delivered the news that this new texas case is being thrown out they they decided mm -hmm. that there was nothing here and so mm -hmm. yeah if if his own appointees are not going to be quote uh loyal to him in this election, then there, there yeah. there's nobody left. There's nobody left, and uh, yeah, I, it seems a bit desperate to me for the folks who are kind of still clinging on to this because there literally is nothing here. And you and I were kind of discussing before that the quote evidence that's out there is sworn statements and affidavits from people saying that yeah. they observed fraud going down, and I think we kind of agreed that like no matter who wins on the opposite side you can always get thousands of people who would be willing to make sworn statements like that it does yeah. not mean that fraud actually happened it just means that there's some people who are so pissed that they'd be i guess willing to sell their souls for their their political candidate or again alternate realities and they really <laughs> did win in one I can't, reality i can't tell if this is a bit you're doing or if you mean it <laughs> 
I think it's more of a bit. It's not based on any truth, <laughs> obviously. In my p humble opinion, we'll, uh, which yeah. is not a true opinion. <laughs> Point out the uh, the Trumpists' delusions while uh, maintaining our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll retain my delusion. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little bit more plausible than like having so many, like such a diverse um opinion uh such a what's the diverse i guess well no there, there there is a very diverse array of uh, you know political stances array, out there. Yeah. i i because the united states i mean like joe rogan says this all the time there shouldn't be one president of the united states because there are like so many different cultures and you could almost call them countries within the United States. Like, New York City is not the same culture as Waco, Texas. It's just not. Yeah. Those are two completely different places. And so one guy is not going to be able to represent both. Mm -hmm. Which is why we vote in the most likely candidate that can represent a vast yeah, majority of but opinions. Like, I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's just an outdated way of doing things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the it would person be, to, to answer that, but yeah, it would be really hard to, I guess, have different political. Um, uh, this persons. is where, like, I I kind of give some credence to the uh, libertarians who who mm. gen generally advocate for you know states to have most of the authority. I kind of do mm. like that, um, but then obviously there are some issues that that are federal like you know foreign policy has to be decided at yep. a federal level at some point there are some things that have to be done that way but yeah i kind of do think that maybe the bulk of governing policies for uh you know u.s citizens though probably should be let up uh, left to that that local region yeah. as much as possible anyway hmm all right, so in other news, though, um, I guess uh, Pornhub has taken down 10 million videos um, that could not be verified. And while not all of them contained abuse, it is without a doubt that some did. Um, it was basically in a bid to begin reformation in pornography, um, the business as a whole. Um, some of us or some people are against it entirely, um, but with the, with, you know, sexual freedom getting to the point that it has in society, it, there's a clear need for uh, sex workers to be protected and, um, and I think just people in general need to be protected as well. So this is a, a way that pornography, you know, can continue without violating human rights um but basically what pushed them to this decision was mastercard and visa pulled their payment processing systems from the website entirely because since a lot of videos couldn't be verified as not um like basically committing like ch child abuse or um you know men or women abuse cases since they couldn't be verified uh, visa and mastercard were like yeah we're, this isn't worth it so basically at this point in time the only payment systems that can be accepted on Pornhub is cryptocurrency um, 
I think it's a good move just personally because Visa and MasterCard have to protect, you know, their, they have to protect their name, you know, in their business. So without them being able to verify that no abuse has taken place, um, it's just better to say like, until this is better reformed, um, you know, we can't continue uh, allowing users to purchase from, which, you know, in some cases, some people may argue like, you know, it's my money. Um, I have a right to use it however I want. Um, but again, you know, Visa and MasterCard are a business and it's, you know, by you using their, their payment processing systems, like it is also, it falls onto their shoulders as well. Um, I think it's a good thing just because there is so much child pornography out there and up until this point Pornhub um, the, they couldn't verify where the videos were coming from so a lot of cases so a lot of people were being abused um, like there's a case where a girl came out saying that she was a victim of sexual abuse since I think the age of like 16 or whatnot and um, her videos um, you know, she would have them taken down. Her parents would fight to have the videos taken down because she had to, like, you know, change schools. She had, uh, everyone knew where she was. And it ended up basically being where she ended up running away from home to try and start a life over and not deal with the hypocrisy in her local society. Um, and then people were still recognizing her outside of her community. And so it became really hard for her to get a job. She also didn't want to try and apply for good jobs because she was afraid that someone would, you know, um, uh, recognize her basically. And it, and it, the, the problem is, is what started for this girl was she sent a video of herself, um, naked to a boy who shared it with his friends and then his friends ended up uploading to Pornhub. And the problem is, is even if you have that video taken down, if someone else saves the video to their like, you know, PC or whatnot, right. um, it can later be re-uploaded. So with money basically leading the way as it does everywhere in society, um, this caused Pornhub to take action. Whereas before they, you know, people were accusing them of hosting child abuse videos um, on their site, but it, again, it, it's kind of, it works like YouTube, basically, you can upload anything, um, and it can be re-uploaded even if it's shut down. So they're just tightening their belt, basically, um, with verification processes, and um, I think it's a really good, I think mm. it's a really good way of going forward, honestly. Yeah, it seems like the ethical thing to do, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm no <laughs> expert in the pornography industry, but I've kind of wondered this past year if Pornhub has been dying anyway with the new mm. model of OnlyFans. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, but that that's definitely become very very popular. OnlyFans, and I've heard that even like very notable porn stars. Are, are setting up only fan accounts which means that content isn't available anywhere else mm -hmm. um so anyway yeah it's it's kind of interesting to to see that and then with visa and mastercard suddenly slapping this on them you got to wonder um what there's left for them to do yeah with only fans uh the thing that porn ha had going for it was that they offered free 
uh, free videos, whereas OnlyFans, you have to buy into a subscription with a specific person. And the thing is, is after a while, I think sexual appetites uh, hit a plateau. And so even if someone does become popular on OnlyFans, after a while, someone's going to go away from that subscription and they're going to subscribe to someone else. So Pornhub really did have still a leg up, um, but they also have, you know, uh, I think it's like several other platforms that are very similar to Pornhub um, that are vying also for people's attention. So I don't know. I, I think just taking away the monetary... Um, systems on Pornhub has led them to deal with like, okay, we do have to deal with how OnlyFans has become popular. We do have to deal with other platforms that are just as popular as us. I think there's like XXS videos or something like that. Um, again, I'm, I, I'm not an expert personally. Um, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, I think this just was a really big leap. And the fact that, like, Pornhub always tried to put itself out there as, like, an ethical way for sex work or whatever, they would, you know, they would go and plow the streets. I think it was, like, Baltimore, and it would be like, okay, we did this, you know, with the funds from Pornhub or whatnot. But it's like, they have so many videos abusing um, uh, people of color. Um, there's a lot of videos where it's like white man, you know, beats black girl into submission or something like that. That's obviously very racist. So, you know, it's not only just the sex, um, sex abuse of children, but it's also people, the BIPOC community and sexual abuse of women, which, I mean, women have worked so hard to gain sexual freedom in society. And now it just seems like the porn industry continues to hamper down on women, people of color, and children. So it's like, this is a really good move, I think. Um, because obviously, you know, porn is not going away. And the sex, um, uh, sex industry is not going away. So let's think of new ways that it can be ethical, you know? I mean, we've talked about the AI robots in the past and how we didn't think it was ethical. Um, I think that's the stance that we had taken in our previous episode uh, with Unikitty. Was that was that correct? Was that the stance that we well, taken? I don't I don't know that we really did take a stand. I mean, like, mm. it was you mean like a question? Is it ethical to have sex with a robot? Yeah. Uh, no, I guess it was more like um, they were going about it like we're trying to train the AIs to give consent. But, you know, in these brothels well, where they're going, yeah, their, their was, algorithm is to I, I remember the, the thing we were talking about was Unicole saying that we need to get consent from the robot before we fuck it. Yeah, but that's a problem because you're, <laughs> you're programming the, the bot to say yes, basically, you know. <laughs> so there's no way that it can give consent because it's not a free willed individual being right so, right yeah yeah I, do, I don't think we really did come to any sort of like ethical conclusion about what to do with sex robots but yeah i think that was, was a little just a very very bizarre and fun conversation to have. it was very fun i do remember that it actually came up at a bonfire recently some of my friends listened or not listened to that uh, specific episode they just asked what my favorite episode was uh, on the Notion Club, and I was like, "Well, the most bizarre one was talking about Unicult and her um, trying to start an ethical AI 
brothel in I believe Las Vegas. And so we had walked, we oh, had talked about right. that for a yeah, while. Yeah, she did yeah. want to open her brothel, didn't she? Yeah. I don't know how that's going with COVID. We should probably check in on Unicult, see how she's doing. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it has been a minute. But yeah, I think that was the most bizarre episode. But I don't know. I, I think to wrap things up, I think this is a really good thing that's happening. Um Especially in 2020. I mean, of all years, this is, I think, one good thing to come out of it. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. It's been really interesting. Um, another thing that came out in the news was the second letter or second set of letters that the Zodiac Killer um, had sent back in the 60s has finally been cracked. Yes, um, so... I, I realize that I might be the only person in the world here who was not aware of the Zodiac Killer, but uh, earlier today I did have to ask Mariah to tell me what that was because I never heard of the Zodiac Killer. So anyway, I I guess I'm asking you, uh, for the sake of those who may not have also been aware of what the Zodiac Killer is, could you give just a brief history of uh, who this person okay. was um, and what they did? Basically, from what I remember, because I think the Zodiac Killer was one of the first um, unsolved mysteries that I had gotten into, just because he was so infamous. Um, basically, he, just this unnamed man, committed a series of killings. I believe it started off with several couples, and then later on there was like a single man that was taken in, although I don't think that was the actual Zodiac Killer. I think that was just someone who was trying to mimic him. Um, basically, he just, you know, killed a bunch of people, and then he would send these ciphers to um, police basically saying, like, you'll never catch me or whatnot. Um, the first, I believe the first one was cracked by this couple out of California. Um, basically what happened was the Zodiac Killer threatened that he would go on a further spree of killings if the media didn't publish his letters. Um, and so several newspapers at the time debated if it was ethical or not to highlight a killer because... You know, a lot of the times these serial killers do just want attention. And so the newspapers at the time were like, should we? And ultimately, they didn't want more blood on their hands. So, of course, they published it. And, of course, you know, that means more, you know, viewings for their news uh, right, papers. Right. He was getting so exactly it, what he wanted. He did get exactly what he wanted. He was smart enough to know how the, the media system would work and how people would eat it up, basically. Sounds like a real... Uh, Moriarty character. Kind of. Honestly, I think a lot of people have always taken Joker. the stance that the Zodiac Killer is super intelligent. I personally do not think so. I think he was just smart enough to come up with ciphers that would stump people. Um, <laughs> but, like, each time, I mean, if you ever look into the Zodiac Killer, he wasn't very good about the way he went about killing people. Like, the first couple he shot several times, but left the first gentleman, I can't remember his name, off the top of my head. He left him, like, alive, basically, without knowing it. So he didn't even, like, check to see if he had killed all the way. He had shot them at gunpoint in their car at, like, a, basically a lover's lane and didn't check to see if the guy was alive. So the guy, the first guy, was able 
he lived long enough to tell um, if, you know, like, to give a brief description. And then the second couple, same thing happened again. And the third, so, it, I mean, he could be smart enough. And that was his point was just to leave one barely alive, just to, you know, lead people on. Um, but the problem is, is police at the time, the FBI, the NSA, and the CIA, they've never been able to crack the code since, and they haven't been able to figure out who the Zodiac Killer was. Um, so this is kind of a big deal that finally, after 51 years, the second, uh, cipher was cracked. Um, <laughs> and, but basically, you know, the thing was that he sent in initially was, if you can crack my cipher then you'll figure out who I am. So a lot of people were on the hunt to solve, you know, the case, basically. And each each one that has been uh, decoded, so the first and second group, the first one didn't lead authorities to who the, the Zodiac Killer was. The second, um, now Cypher that's been decoded, also doesn't tell who the individual is. And I believe there is still one more Cypher to decode where it says, like, my name is blank um but like i i still don't think he's going to unveil who he was no. I, I think there there's no point to i don't think there was any real point to his killings the first couple of killings he had done by gunshot and a lot of authorities on the matter say that there's really no there's really no point to killing with gun um with a gun because a lot of serial killers they you know they they wound their victims with knives or another way and it's more personal whereas like with a gun it's less personal so they think that the only point that the zodiac killer had was just to fear to put fear into people mm -hmm. um and you know he wanted just enough media attention you know to <laughs> to become famous basically but not enough to like ever um reveal who he was so i don't know it's just a wild it's a wild story i would definitely say look into it because it's interesting enough that it has happened um but again it's 2020 and we finally cracked <laughs> the second cipher and i think that's hilarious <laughs> mm. <laughs> um i mean it makes sense in today's like world i guess we have more advanced technology um, we know a little bit more what to look for, but also it still doesn't reveal who the Zodiac Killer was. Um, and he was kind of outshadowed by the Charles Manson family group uh, right after his second string of killings, like um, the murders by the Charles Manson family took place and the whole media turned towards, you know, cults and um what that meant so the zodiac killer kind of died out i think and i think that's why his i think it was his second or his third group of killings he actually did wound with a knife but again he left both of his victims alive long enough for them to um tell like what the guy looked like and what to look for um i don't know it's just been pretty interesting hmm. <laughs> but yeah that's uh that was another news i guess for 2020 there's really not much to say i mean this year's just been a wild ride you know with coronavirus for like overshadowing everything um and obviously the the presidential 
um, presidential. It's been a wild ride. Runnings. Lots, lots of shit. Lots of shit. Let's not. Also <laughs> lots of shit. George Floyd's murder and everything that came with that. Yeah, yeah. And we've uh, we've got some mysterious monoliths popping up all over the world. <laughs> oh yeah. To me, is I like I I really don't think that they're extraterrestrial myself, but it is kind of. <laughs> fun to, to talk about tabs on stuff like that yeah yeah wait tell me a little bit more because i never actually looked into that it just seemed like an obelisk in the middle of the desert <laughs> yeah well so that was the first one was the one in utah um mm -hmm. and a uh i think a local government helicopter was flying over and randomly found it and so they investigated and just this weird metal uh, erection just like in the middle of the desert that nobody really has any explanation for but um, it doesn't like I, I didn't see any stories about it being like a, a foreign metal or a metal that we'd have no like they wouldn't even say I did so many clicks on you know Google to see if I could just like is it made of stainless what's it made of and nobody would say yeah. so it's like I think these these uh publishing companies are, are probably just trying to get clicks yeah um but another one popped up somewhere in europe i want to say um may, might have even been russia but uh, what? really a, a couple more did pop up after the utah one and then i think eventually a couple people did come forward and say yeah that was me just trying to oh. pile on to the, the hype um, wow that's wild yeah but then i i think that one it was either uh Oh, let me see if I can find it. Monolith sighting. Okay, so this is an article from NPR. Another mysterious monolith suddenly appears, this time in Romania. Um, oh, okay. From NPR, less than two weeks after authorities stumbled across a mysterious metal object standing freely in the Utah desert and just days after it disappeared, a, set, uh, a similar monolith has been reported nearly halfway across the world. Residents in the Romanian city of Piatra Nimt say they have found another odd item that could have been ripped off from the set of 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> um, anyway, I have never blah, seen blah, that blah. movie. Have you uh, seen that? No, I haven't either. No. Oh, um, it's like a classic, though. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen the title before, but I, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you what it's about. Um, no, neither. But this I. this monolith it's in a space Romania, Odyssey <laughs> set set in two thousand one. Yep. <laughs> All you need to know, that, that much we know. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but this monolith it's does look space. almost exactly like the one in Utah. Huh. And that might be intentional, but who knows? I feel like honestly, when I heard about it. It was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it wasn't really interesting enough to research yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Because it was like, even if this is a foreign object, like, what are we supposed to do with that? We know nothing about it. Like, okay, all we're going to come up with is conspiracies. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Which I guess could uh, be fun. It could be needed in, in 2020, but... <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe Rogan shared the story, and his comment was... Uh, somebody's playing with my heartstrings and they need to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. 
<laughs> Wait, what was he hoping for? Do you do you know? Oh, aliens. He he definitely oh. wants there to be aliens just as much as you and I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I really want aliens to be a thing because, I mean, looking at the sci-fi realm, there the the alien consistently takes the form of evil you know like the grays well, they're not good they're not good persons or whatever Mariah, you would like to I call think, it i think if we're being honest we both know you and i want there to be aliens <laughs> i don't know man Ev- evil or not i think we definitely want there to be aliens <laughs> i don't know i feel like there's so much that we don't know or wouldn't know on the subject that like an alien uh i don't know what would you call it aliens coming <laughs> invasion <laughs> an alien invasion i don't know like what would we do with that like we're kind of already broken as a society at this point like what would we do you know we couldn't band together as humans <laughs> that's probably why we'd welcome them right we're so broken that we need something to shake things up shake things up huh well what if they were to come to earth and then just take over and it's for the worst like they enslave us um see what would we I do think if, the, if that were to happen it would have already happened right you I think mean, so if <laughs> i mean i guess i guess we can we can now delve into alien talk here yeah um, yeah yeah let's go if, for it <laughs> let's let's i mean like imagine this we we definitely have evidence right that we have at the very least ufos right mm-hmm. i mean we've got the whole bob lazar and his story yep. multiple uh uh you know I, I do we have photographs like actual like photographs or are they all like <laughs> debunked a lot of them have been debunked it's it's hard to say but yeah you know the the plenty of people who who swear on their 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 mother's life that they've seen a ufo um there's also the commander graber who's got his you know military video footage from his uh his his uh fighter jet that he was flying Mm, yeah we've got the evidence that we've seen I, I'm not quite willing to say aliens, but definitely UFOs. Yeah. I mean, um, there's plenty of accounts of, like, gray-like creatures that generally bring about, like, evil with them. Um, those yeah, are considered aliens. but as, I guess as far as, like, evidence. Yeah. I would say the best evidence we've got is for UFOs. But I, I think even Bob Lazar isn't quite willing to say aliens. He's he'll definitely swear on his life that he worked on a UFO, but he's never willing to say that he's he saw an alien or believes that there are aliens. He I just knows that there's a UFO. Thought that Bob Lazar had stumbled upon so from what I remember he had seen a craft that would fit like um what would be a smaller body. So, you know, that would fit the description of like Greys or something. They're they tend to be smaller in figure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, from uh, what is it called? Uh, Roswell, there are plenty of accounts where people saw bodies um, that were not human in form um, yeah. that seemed to be covered up by the U.S. government. So 
I mean, yeah. we do have a few sightings of aliens, but yeah, UFOs would probably be the strongest argument. But even yeah. with UFOs, I mean, like, like we going, can't going prove that it's like, extraterrestrial. What we were just saying about the Trump election thing, like a sworn statement, can we really consider that evidence? Yeah, that's true. But I do see what you're saying, though. Like UFOs would be the strongest argument for yeah, something else yeah. out there. Although we could not prove that it's extraterrestrial we can't exactly exactly like just, it could be russia we, we or china we don't know what it is <laughs> we don't know yeah um what was the point i was even trying to make with that oh yeah okay so <laughs> we some evidence call it weak call it strong whatever you want to call it there's some evidence that we have been visited mm. um and so you would think that if there was going to be an invasion they know where we're at. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but wouldn't have wouldn't it have happened already? I think that's a lot of where we are arguments, though, against um, extraterrestrials. It's like they would have come already, and a lot of people say that they're living amongst us, you know, changing society for the better or the worse. Um, but that's hearsay. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like that fairy podcast um, that we had that I had stumbled upon. I can't remember who published it, but uh, I think it was Parcast. Um, they had published a series of um, of podcasts on fairies and fairies amongst humans. And I was like, oh my gosh, this seems so legit, knowing everything that I know about fairies. And then you were like, Mariah, this is a drama. And I was like, no, it doesn't say in the description that it's dramatized. It doesn't seem that these are actors. Like, no, Ethan. And then you were like, no, this is clearly drama. And then I think it was the last episode. I was like, yeah, this is fake. <laughs> so even, yeah, like hearsay, word of mouth, it's not a strong enough argument. To say like, oh, we've been visited, or we have aliens amongst us, or UFOs are specifically extraterrestrial. We don't even know. I think they've even changed the term UFO to unidentified uh, aerial phenomenon (UAP) because um, because I believe that uh, a lot of people that when they hear the term UFO, they immediately think like that's fake. So for going forward, I think the government changed it to unidentified aerial phenomenon just so that they could continue looking into it without the public going like, woo, you know, <laughs> like, ooh, that's bogus. <laughs> hmm. Why did the government this year, like, talk about how crazy 2020 was, suddenly, like, admit um, all the things that they I don't were, were, did you catch that New York Times article from earlier this summer that like oh that was like in, back in June the, right yeah the the New York Times published a story where the government basically just like admitted to all of it like yeah we definitely have UFOs here yeah but it was during the pandemic so people really didn't even like but but why come out and admit that at all I think <laughs> excuse me <laughs> Um, I think for the sake that, one, they couldn't continue lying with so many accounts coming forward saying, like, you know, the government's covering stuff up. And I think that they saw an opportunity in the coronavirus, like, oh, we can kind of 
bury this in between all of the news stories about the presidential election and the coronavirus and so many other things that are going bad, people may notice it, but it's not going to be something that we're going to be demanding the government like, you know. Um, but but why say anything at all? I think it's just to get people off their backs, the people that have been pushing. And so like now going forward, you know, once the coronavirus, if it comes to a head, you know, people are going to reflect back and go like, oh, you know, wait a minute. Uh, like, you've been covering this up for a long time. But at this point, they can say, well, we revealed it, though, like back in 2020, we talked about this, you all just didn't pay attention. So we didn't continue the conversation. Like, that's my thought process on it. I think they're just uh, covering up their cover ups at this point. <laughs> they're covering their tracks. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just have... We discussed this a little bit earlier today as well, but just... Yeah, I, I, I do not trust anything that the government is doing, and everything they do, right or wrong, is just suspicious to me. Like, yeah. after all this time, you're now going to talk about the aliens? Like, really? Yeah. Why? Why? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Although, doesn't that lead you down the, the rabbit trail that, you know, well, if they covered up all of these things, what if, you know, Trump really did win? <laughs> well. If you're so suspicious of the government. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, Trump is the government now, so he's uh, just as suspicious as anybody. This is true, yeah. <laughs> Actually, foul play. I thought you brought up a really good point last time. After we left off with our uh, last podcast, you had mentioned that the reason you think a lot of Republicans turned away from Trump was because everyone thought he would be different, but he ended up just being the same. Do you remember what you had said specifically? Because I thought it was like yeah, really I, good. I think for me anyway, initially I saw him as an outsider somebody who was a giant middle finger to the man yeah, somebody yeah. who was going to I'll, I'll say it he duped me when he had his slogan drain the swamp i really wanted to believe that he was going to do that and he just brought his own swamp but um slowly and i don't know where exactly it happened but along the way everybody started calling him including conservatives the most conservative president we've ever had yeah, yeah. And so he he went from being like a nationalist to the most conservative president we've ever seen. Yeah. And maybe that's where I started disliking him more and more is I I don't know that I, I mean like in some ways I am conservative but in a lot of ways I'm not. Yeah. Um and so anyway, that, I I think that's what I was saying last time, but Yeah, it was just basically I, I, like we, he was the same we should uh, make a point because I think we realized after recording that we, we should probably remain balanced. Um, and this is another thing that I saw in the news this week. Uh, Joe Biden accepted, uh, I don't remember the exact figure, but thousands of dollars um, in donations from big corporations, AT&T and Boeing were the two that I saw. Oh, wow. uh, to fund his virtual inauguration. Hmm. Um, I think he took $50,000 from each of them. Um, but the, it begs the question, this 
this election, the inauguration is going to all be virtual because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So why does he need so much money? Like, what exactly is he going to do with it? Yeah. Um, but like, if, if we had any hope that things were going to get less corrupt now that Mr. Orange is out of office, I think we're sadly mistaken. Things are not going to get any better now that Mr. Orange is out, but... Um, Maybe a little less racism, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get too far into this, but like, uh, soon to be President Biden has his own history of racism that mm -hmm. uh, you know comes along with him. He's not. We're fucked. Either way, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> oh goodness, it's interesting. Anyway. Although I do kind of uh, wish that we would go back to. Um, what initially was a part of becoming president. Um, well, maybe not wish, but I think I'd be very uh, interested to see if um, we would go back to both candidates running anyways. So, like, the winner would be the president, and then the loser, you know, the person that came in second, essentially, was also, like, the man that, like, helped him run. I think that's a really interesting thing. <laughs> it would be a clusterfuck for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be, oh my goodness. I don't even know what that would look like. In other news, to continue shooting the shit. <laughs> Guys, this is just uh, just an episode. <laughs> we didn't really plan for this one. Um, clearly. We just we just like criticizing people here. I think so. I think we're just like about it. <laughs> society. We live in a society. <laughs> yeah. um, um. Actually. Oh, go ahead. I, I I have no idea what I'm about to say, but just randomly, I've kind of been thinking about this lately. It is really really easy to criticize anything. It is. Yeah, you're right. And so I, I do think that it is important to stand for something as well. Um, certainly tear things down that need tearing down. Yeah. But only do it if you have an idea for what to replace it with. Right. Um, and so anyway, like, yeah, it's very easy of me to uh, make fun of anybody in, in government or, or whoever it is, celebrity. But at the end of the day, like... That's that's easy to do. Anybody can criticize anybody, and so hey, don't um, take away our platform. This is all we well, have. It's I <laughs> think it, what I'm trying to say is like it's important to also stand for things and to support people. Okay, so what and are we standing for? Any, anybody, anybody who does support <laughs> either Donald Trump or Joe Biden, more power to you. It doesn't mean we think less of you. In fact. I tip my hat to you for trying to prop one of these individuals up because that's a tall task, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think it's easier. I don't know. It's definitely easier to just hate on everybody, and that's kind of what I've been doing for the past couple of years. But Do you think that's um, why we're apolitical? It's easier to hate than, like, have to pick a side? <sighs> Let's get into it. You know, I, I think that I might I, I might change my mind on this, but I think I'm only apolitical because we've got the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. And as we've just talked about, I think that they both need to go in the garbage and we need to start fresh. <laughs> they're just corrupt parties and mm -hmm. they're only serving themselves. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's why ultimately I'm apolitical. It's not that I don't have certain values and, you know, believe that certain policies are better than others. It's mm-hmm. just that I can't back any of these people who are supposedly pushing these uh, these values. I would agree. I don't think they, they don't mean it. They're just saying it because a certain amount of people want to hear it. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm also welcoming anyone who tells me that I'm a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That may be true. (laughs) Who knows? I'm not a psychologist. Sorry, that's how I was supposed to be laughing in this episode. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anybody in the game of politics that I do genuinely like as a person. I like Tulsi yeah. Gabbard, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. She was chill. I mean, I'll admit I've only seen her on Joe know, Rogan. On Rogan. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know if that really... Uh, you know, is an accurate depiction of who she is and what she's about. But I think so. She presented herself several very hours well. worth of her time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She seems to have good values, and it seems like she means it. Yeah, she um, seems to know what she believes, and she's willing to put in the work for it, which I yeah. don't think a lot of people are willing to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess she's she's one of the good ones, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. And then Kanye West. <laughs> oh my god Ethan no (laughs) I don't appreciate that response that (laughs) mocking spit yeah I totally spit all over the mic (laughs) maybe that'll draw on a whole different audience (laughs) I mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's 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 the um the guy that I'll stand up for. He's he's the guy I'll support. Kanye West. <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw a meme about this. Hold on, let me see if I can if I can find it real fast in oh, my the meme. memes. Oh the memes. See, this is the other like it's easy. It's like we just it's it's easy to criticize, but it's especially easy to make fun of Kanye. No, it's, it it's... was making fun of all three parties. I mean Kanye is a party of his own. You have yes, to agree with uh, me on he's that. The, well, yeah, he's the leader of the birthday party. The birthday party? What's that? That's that's his uh, that's his party. What? That's a legitimate party from him, or Th- like that's his? Yeah. Oh. He oh, he wow. didn't run as a Democrat or Republican. He started his own party. <laughs> it's the birthday party. Okay, why did he call it the birthday party? I gotta know. Do you know? I think I think I remember him saying it's the birthday party because when he wins it'll be like a birthday party. <laughs> oh my god. Uh like birthing a new America, birthing a new Kanye, no, birthing ce- a new the presidency. celebration will be like a birthday party. Okay, but some birthday parties suck. <laughs> Not Kanye's. <laughs> okay. Oh, I found it. Okay. okay so the, qu- the 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 quote is uh West stated that he would run under the birthday party because, quote, when we win, it's everybody's birthday. Why? <laughs> See, this is why, this is where it gets easy to make fun of Kanye because you take these just little snippets, these little quotes, these little sound bites, and you isolate them and they yeah. look absolutely ridiculous. I think that can be said for most things on the internet, though. That's no, why no, I no, had no, an no, issue no, with no, no, my no, voice no, on no, the podcast. No, no, no. 
it's it's Kanye particularly. He is just a gold mine for these ridiculous little one-liners. But as he's recently said, he's you have to approach Kanye like he's a symphony. It's you're not a just the, wow, the you're a the, true the, fan. The, no, 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 hear me out. It's not it's not just the little theme that you hear at the beginning of the the symphony orchestra. It's the whole thing. What is the whole thing saying? It's like Something that you hear in one moment is going to make sense in 20 minutes mm. because it literally takes him that long to get there because <laughs> his thoughts are just that profound, Mariah. They're just so me, that deep. Am I, am I considered a Kanye then? Because it takes me an hour to get to the same, to get to a conclusion. <laughs> well, you paused. You paused. Well, I'm just trying to think how I want to answer that. Ah, um, yes. Think, choose wisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, Mariah, you're brilliant. You're <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Oh, wow. And I, th I think that it does take a longer conversation to fully realize the depth of that intelligence. You, can, you can't just, like, talk to you for one minute. <laughs> You know what, I'm going to stop. I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm doing. In the words of Tyler, the creator, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did find the meme, though, that I was talking about. It was, um, obviously, you can't see the meme, guys, so you're just going to have to bear with me on this one. You know, I'll take an hour to explain it, of course. <laughs> but you'll see the brilliance in the end. <laughs> Um, future history students reading that a billionaire golfer, a dementia patient, and a rapper all thought to be president in 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, that's blown out of proportion, but it's still funny. Sorry, you can hate at me, guys. <laughs> Although I guess in a in a I mean I was going a totally different route with to end this podcast to wrap things up. Um, I guess I could just tell you my thoughts on this before I get to something else that I found that I kind of want to talk about. Um, I guess the Fen treasure has been found. Uh, it's about two million dollars prize uh, benefited like only one person. The classic Fortean uh, phenomenon is things like falling mysteriously, falling from the sky. So generally it's like fish and people are like, oh my gosh, we're starving. We need to fish. That's cool. So, but scientists have no idea why this happens. Like this is a phenomenon that like nobody knows why things fall from the sky um, <laughs> when they do. But apparently a part of this, um, apparently in Venezuela, um, Objects like coins, jewelry, gold, and other valuable objects keep appearing on the beach of a poor town in Venezuela. And it has the residents rejoicing, apparently, but officials are puzzled. Outsiders um, heading to Guaca on Venezuela's Peria Peninsula to join in and, like, scoop up the treasure. And I first thought that maybe this was going to be a really interesting article, and then I was just like, it's probably just, like, pirate gold washed up ashore and it's not really that much of a phenomena <laughs> well i don't know about all that 
but I can't think of a better theory myself. Right? It's not like falling from the sky like fish. It's just like gold washing up on shore. Like, okay, that's not really a phenomenon. That's just like it's the tides bringing the in stuff. It's the aliens. Oh, okay. That's that's a, another theory that I had not thought of. Yep. This is this is why the government changed the term from UFO because <laughs> this treasure also falls under that category, right? Ah, yes. Yes. This is not flying. It's unidentified falling object. <laughs> wow. This is hot chaff. You know that, right? <laughs> this is fucking hot chaff. <laughs> I think this is the best quality podcast we've we've recorded so far. (laughs) We're just bringing you all the facts, folks. Wait till we lose followers. Absolutely no conjecture in this episode. (laughs) There's nothing but trash. (laughs) We're trash humans. Um, Okay, so I guess to uh, maybe uh, serious it up over here. (laughs) It's not a term. I read this quote um, from the Dalai Lama, and I guess... Are you sure the Dalai Lama said it? And this isn't the internet. <laughs> you know this is a fucking hot chaff episode, okay? It's, it, I found it on Instagram, guys. Oh, it's definitely true. Okay. <laughs> My uh, mic is, like, showing me all red on the computer over here. I gotta, like, tone it down, guys. Um, <laughs> and I'm crying. <laughs> This is. I think we should open up with like, um, just like a warning to all of our listeners. Like, this is the worst fucking episode we've produced thus far. No, no, that's total bullshit. This is... I mean, we have to set the expectations really low for this episode. I mean, our listeners might be actually upset if this is what they get to after an hour of listening. They're like, really, all this was for naught. I disagree. I disagree with that assessment. I, I think this has been one of the more rewarding listens. <laughs> okay, well, to continue seriousing it up, <laughs> Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, uh, is quoted to have said, Man, <laughs> because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or in the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. (laughs) And I thought we could get something out of talking about that. But now I'm just like thinking about how this is probably the Dalai Lama probably didn't say that. It was probably just... Let me Somebody look it up. Trying Let me to look get it up, guys. Some likes on his Instagram account. Meme, meme, meme sense. Maybe. Or whatever. Maybe. These pages that you follow. I don't only look at memes. Tell me truthfully right now how many meme pages do you follow on in Instagram? I don't know. I don't count. <laughs> this doesn't sound very truthful. <laughs> probably quite a bit i mean i try to like oh okay goodreads mm, okay this is a true saying because <laughs> i found it on the internet <clears throat> yeah no that's a real thing it's a real quote all right all right well <laughs> we at least we got a little bit of truth out there before we we hung up that's yeah there we go there we go 
Well, no, I thought that it kind of tied in with um, to bring it back to the presidential election and corporations paying <laughs> exorbitant yes. amounts of money. Tell you, tell you um, what, why don't why don't you read us the quote one more time? All right, are you going to take me seriously? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> I won't take myself seriously. <laughs> The Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, he said, man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or in the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. Well... Regardless of whether or not the Dalai Lama said that, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I think I agree with it. <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had a train of thought for this, this whole thing, and it's, it's gone. <laughs> but maybe our listeners can pull something from it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Money well, is not the end all. Oh, certainly. There not. we go. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we should and, focus on the present and... And uh, think about the future and what we can accomplish as right. a humanity, instead of divided, um, brought together. And maybe the biggest thing that we can do is fight the corporations. Because I think the man is too uh, much of a, I don't know, I think it's too much of a vague term. Like, what man are we actually fighting? Who's the man? Yeah, <laughs> like, corporations. Who is the top that. dog? Because we yeah. can't really point to a finger. We can say, like, Jeff Be Bezos is, like, horrible or whatever. Bill Gates. Or Bill Gates. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we are also a part of the system. The system is us. We are yeah. the beast. Man yeah. is the beast. <laughs> well okay so i don't want to get any pushback from you on this this is just the last thing oh, that God. i have to say on this episode and it's that bill gates is definitely an alien and he is the beginning of the alien invasion that's all i've got to say folks peace out bitches <laughs> <laughs> wow i don't even get to say anything about this <laughs> that you're just gonna cold you shoulder me you, out of this conversation tell you, huh? what, tell you what i'll be fair you can say whatever you want but that's that's the last of what i have to say today <laughs> i just think this otherwise was... i might get into even more trouble <laughs> <laughs> more trouble i think the majority of people don't care for bill gates yeah i might actually get a majority of people agreeing with me on that <laughs> I don't think you'll get in trouble. If anything, I'll get in trouble for saying that he's not the Antichrist and the vaccination that he's pushing is not the mark of the beast. <laughs> Bill Gates just wants what's best for everybody. I didn't say that. <laughs> I wanted to go so far as to say that even. I think anyone who is exorbitantly rich is a dick. <laughs> And needs to be pushed out and also have his funds taken See, away. See, I, I don't <laughs> even agree with that statement. You don't think rich people are dicks? <laughs> uh, many of them are, but I don't think all of them are. Kanye West. Ah, uh, yes. He's not yeah. a dick. And he's very rich. He's a billionaire now. As 
Oh God! You know, you know how many <laughs> how many numbers it takes to get to a billion? Like it's kind of ridiculous. It takes it takes a billion of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! Thank you, thank you for summarizing that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> this is the worst episode. I, I love it I, so much. I really think we better end it right here. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thanks for um, sticking around this long um hopefully you'll stick around for more episodes where we're a little bit more cohesive and have something more to say um yeah peace out